0: For more information about this and other podcasts we produce, please visit thoughtjarproductions.com. And now, for this week's episode. Hello everybody, and welcome to the Cinema Catch-Up Club. I'm your host, Stephen Platt. Thank you very much for downloading this week's episode. This week, we're going back! to back to the future this time with part two yes it's the second episode in our three-part examination of this 1980s science fiction trilogy joining me for her second visit into the future with us it is claire mussel crossley thank
1: you for having me again no
0: worries claire uh, so it's it's been about 10 days since we last saw the first back to the future um how keen are you to, to jump in and see what's happening next with Doc and Marty? So
1: keen, <laughs> and, yeah.
0: Because uh, just for our uh, for, th- for those of you who might not have heard, and for our other guest, um, Claire gave this film a ten out of ten. So the first film. So I'm re- yeah, we're both quite keen to jump back into it <laughs> and see what's happening with the sequel. Uh, joining us to, I suppose, uh, hold our hands and uh, prepare our flux capacitors. That sounded more sexual than I was hoping. But anyway. Just go with it. Okay. Uh, Joining us, it's the delightful
2: Patrick Downs. Hey. Hi. Uh, I'm back again. You're back. Back back to the (laughs) future. I just want to say quickly, I like how you gave us a recap on what Claire gave the last movie, (laughs) as if someone has jumped in at the middle. Like they found this podcast and go, you know what? I'm going to start with Back to the Future part two <laughs> you never know it's it's
0: a very um, engaging enterprise podcasting and some people some people are risk takers and they'll just go you know what i'm jumping in midway through um but yes how are you pat
2: yeah i'm good i'm good thank you Sue. excellent nice to be back now um back to the future yep you're a fan i'm presuming uh, oh i mean i wouldn't go so far as to say that i've oh. seen i know yeah i've seen them all okay um I haven't seen this one in a long time, though. Um, yeah, I don't. I actually don't know this one very, very well at all. To be totally honest with you.
0: Okay, yeah. that's the kind of expertise that brand yeah. new listeners will be hoping for. Yeah, but
2: <laughs> I, but you know, I, yeah. I I do remember the general gist of the movie.
0: Mm. I'm to be honest, I'm in a very similar boat as well. It's, yeah. it's been about a decade since I've watched any of the trilogy until we uh, started reviewing this um, uh, ten days ago, and. The second one, I think, is the one that's the most, um, the least. I suppose is what the word I'm looking for. It's the least um, present in my mind. Like Me too, yeah. I think I think the first one is very very strong, just because
2: it is the first one. and It yeah. kind of sets everything up. I think everything. Well, not everyone, obviously, Claire. But like a lot. I think a lot of people have seen the first one because it's just one of those ubiquitous movies that's always kind of just cemented its place in pop yeah. culture that mm.
0: and similarly i think that the third one gets remembered because it's a very different film from the other yeah two. and i always like the third one
2: mm-hmm. when i was little because it has cowboys in it yeah <laughs> it has cowboys in it Yes, yeah. <laughs> i'm excited yes this, yes
0: this is lovely because yes claire has managed to to not pick up any information oh, sorry. No, no 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 it's good because occasionally we mention things like last week we accidentally mentioned hoverboard and we, ah, we yeah. got a very excited reaction. So, I'm so excited! Yes, uh, so they are in this one club. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, shall we jump
2: into it? Let's do yes. it.
0: Yeah. All right. For those of you listening at home, uh, pop in your DVDs of Part Two. Um, they're the ones which, at least I've found, have the really tricky, plasticky button in the middle that's slightly damaged. Yeah. So, if any of you have got that as well, just just wiggle it a bit and it'll come out. And uh, prepare your hoverboards as we watch Back to the Future. Part two. And welcome back, everybody. We have just finished watching Back to the Future, part two, and I'm joined once again by Patrick. Hey. And Claire. Hello. So, um, Claire, you've now seen the second of the trilogy. Uh, What do you think?
1: Personally, I don't think it was as good as the first.
0: Okay. Okay. It
1: was still like enjoyable, mm. but not as good as the first.
0: Okay. In, in, uh, in what sense? Um,
1: I don't know. I just, I feel like it was kind of the same humor. And so like, I felt like I'd heard all the jokes before from the first, mm-hmm. but it might be because I've watched them so close together.
3: Well,
0: it, I mean, it certainly could be, um, Patrick, obviously your first time watching that in a long time Very long time, yeah How did it feel jumping right into the middle? Because you, I presume, haven't seen the first one recently
2: No, but having said that, I have seen the first one much more than the second So Mm. I do remember the first one fairly well So it was kind of okay, like I was able to keep up and and remind myself of kind of what had happened And all the kind of callbacks to the first one And then obviously when they do go back to 55, when Mm. it's all kind of... um,
0: yes, sorry what was
2: which was questioning
0: <laughs> i I suppose the question was more um,
2: did you enjoy it i guess i did yeah i i I'm inclined to agree with Claire that it's probably not as good as the first one, perhaps not as as funny, obviously not quite as original. Mm. um but I still think it's really clever.
3: Mm.
2: um the plot the plotting is is very, very sharp, very mm. clever the way they've um, integrated the two movies and also integrated the third as well before it's even happened yet. It, I, it's it, There's a lot of stuff going on, so you've got to give it credit, I think. Yeah, I mean,
0: my impression from, from watching this is that I, I very much enjoyed it once we got into going back in time mm. a bit more. Um, yeah. I, 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 I'm, I'm going to agree with you, with you, Claire, that I didn't get as much uh, pure enjoyment out of this one as I did watching the first one because that first one is just fantastic. Mm. Um, this one's still a very good film, but it almost felt like... It didn't feel enough like it was its own film, Yeah, I, I suppose, is maybe what it is. And that's yeah. both positive and negative. It's positive because it's more of an excellent Back to the Future property and it mm-hmm. leads into, as Patrick says, the third one, it's very enjoyable. But at the same time, I did find bits... That I just found bits of it not great, particularly. And I'm just going to jump straight into it here. It. 2015. Yeah, <laughs> weirdly, all the future stuff yeah. was a bit. Uh, yeah. yeah, weirdly, 2015 has aged the most of all the different time yep. periods. Yep. Yeah, it's it's interesting in one respect. I at least I felt it was uh, seeing what 30 years in the future was supposed to sort of look like. <laughs> um, and I, I don't know. Did you? What did you think of that, Claire?
1: It's just it was nothing like it actually
2: is <laughs> really you don't you know what do you mean by that
0: Like yeah. some,
1: some things You're i was good. like oh good we actually like caught up with what they thought we were going to be able mm. to do
0: yeah i mean look my clothes self dry i don't know about you <laughs> i mean I, I did actually yeah because last week we had jason here taking down notes of all the different um mm. companies that were advertised and in that first half an hour is basically where all the product placement is, yeah. and I, I kind of respect the film for that. It's like, yes, we're going to have product placement, but it's all in the first half of the film. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. And it was, it was um, good. I mean, they,
2: obviously, they went a bit heavy on the Pepsi, but yeah, um, yeah it was, it, it was. Yeah. Um, I don't know much about the, the Cola Wars of the eighties and that, yeah. but obviously, at the time, Pepsi was on top. Pepsi was doing well. Yeah. Um, but yeah,
0: they were. They, they were obviously. Pepsi was something that was mentioned in the first film. Right, uh, but right,
2: it came okay. back with a real vengeance Yeah, in the second a lot boom. of Pepsi in, in 2015 Back yeah. to the Future 2015
0: Yeah, you know, that whole 80s cafe Should have just been called Is Pepsi okay, really? <laughs> because um, it was heavily themed I actually quite like the um, the cafe 80s to, as, as a mm. setting I yep. actually, yep. that bit didn't age as badly As I thought it, it would
2: No, especially with Because the, the easy thing to do Is to pick on the technology mm. That they're depicting mm. And it's kind of like, well Obviously, with the, the the Michael Jackson cameo and mm. the Ronald Reagan appearance and all that, <laughs> yeah. like obviously that's a bit. But the idea of ordering off screens and things like that, so it's like, well, it's not that far. It's
0: not far removed far. from where yeah. we're at now. Yeah. Like I, I did make a note <laughs> of
2: some of the technologies
0: that I felt they got basically right. Yeah. Um, Flat screen TVs. Yep. Yeah. Big flat screen TV. Yep. They nailed that pretty much. Uh, maybe not the watching six channels at once thing, but... Yeah. <laughs> no,
2: but, you know, we do all usually have at least two screens on us at all times. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. so it's
0: a variation yeah. of that. Yeah. Uh, video calling, which yeah. obviously is something yeah. that every sort of looking into the future thing from the Jetsons yeah. was saying but we'd have. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give them the drone walking the dog. Yeah. I, yeah, I think drones. The drone yeah. technology, yeah. even though we don't tend to use it to walk dogs, or at least I definitely don't. Um, no. <laughs> definitely not no, uh, definitely not guys. how would how would uh Gruber go being walked by a drone
2: i think he'd just pluck it out of the. you try and pluck it out of the sky yeah i don't know that would just be i mean we can barely put a lead on him as it is he's a nightmare <laughs> so i don't know how a drone's gonna do and the other one i had that i thought they did a pretty good job with was the
0: vr headsets yeah. and yeah the, that's and really f- interesting and the yeah. fact they were multi-purpose that um mm. the, yeah marlene mcfly um as played <laughs> wonderfully by michael j fox um when, when the phone call was coming into the house, the video call, it came up on the, the visor saying phone. Yeah. Um, and the fact that uh, Marty Jr. was watching TV using the VR headset at the table. Yeah. 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 Was, that's not very far removed from
2: what we do now with yeah. mobile phones. Like obviously a few years too early, but mm-hmm. considering where we're at with VR technology now, yeah. it's not going to be too much longer where headsets mm-hmm. like that are pretty common yeah like. so i think i think they did a good job
0: in that respect yeah um yeah. just hoverboards really that's the main one yeah. they missed out on yeah um although that's they're flying like the, cars yeah oh yes yeah, I, I mean
1: we've kind of got them but not yeah. everyone drives them i he suppose <laughs> what they're called they called planes patrick <laughs> <laughs> no, no apparently there is yeah. like a flying car isn't there that, if like, there is
0: we've missed it created.
2: Um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna agree that there is, but we're gonna do some research. <laughs> I'm sure yeah. there is a flying car somewhere, mm. probably in like a bunker in Area 51 or something. Yeah, like, so sure that
3: this happened. <laughs> it probably
2: has, but it's probably only like one. Yeah, because it. Probably like half the world's energy needed to run it, or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We don't have any skyway congestion as yeah. things are. I mean, but yeah. most
0: of the tech was interesting. Mm. I quite like the idea of um, self-lacing shoes. I thought that mm. was that was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, I was less cool on um, what I. I guess I would term the roofie machine, the the, the yeah. thing that just sent Jennifer to sleep. That was the, a bit problematic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and in fact, Jennifer in general seemed quite problematic because yeah. Her, her purpose in this film was really Mm. just to sort of be unconscious
1: yeah
0: yeah and i think uh well actually i don't think i know from having done a little bit of research um they when they finished the first back to the future they didn't know they were going to do sequels Mm. but she gets into the car at the end of the first film if they were going to do sequels they wouldn't have had her getting in the car yeah because it's a story about doc and marty Mm. um and so that's why they had to keep getting her to like get knocked out yeah um but obviously it, they were stuck with that so it was like okay we have to have her for a bit and then we'll have her sleep on a porch for the next film and a half yeah, so. yeah. um but yes we 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 go back uh to 1985 very briefly at the start of the film mm. to jump to
2: 2015 see all yeah. these i am glad th- sorry i know which is but i am glad they kept the, the 1985 sorry the 2015 stuff just before we move on from it mm. to to a minimum yeah, I think it's probably the weaker part of the movie. It is, ironically, it... given it's a sci-fi. But yeah, but I also think it's it, it's just establishing. It, 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 it's important. It, yeah. it's plot-wise, yeah. it's important. But yeah, it's definitely. I think they knew it wasn't quite as strong part of the plot mm. as mm. There's the rest of it. So that kind of. I it.
1: thought like not not having seen or like heard anything about the second one from how they ended the first one that the second one was all going to be based in the future Hmm. and that it was just going to be the future it's
2: funny because again just having watched this one for the first time in so long i Hmm. did think that the future stuff took up way more of the film than it does yeah Yeah. i think it's partly because most of the stuff that people remember about back to the future
0: 2 that's distinct is that future scene because yeah. the rest of it is either well, it's all hoverboards yeah it's all yeah. um
2: the flappy jacket yeah because yeah.
0: well because the only other scenes we spend are in alternate 1985 and we're not there very long mm. and then we're back in 1955 with a lot of the same shots from the first film yeah. so yeah I, I suppose the only thing the only way this film as a standalone film sort of forges an identity is in that mm. 2015 sure. stuff yeah Um, I mean, I still liked a lot of what they did. Um, The the Jaws 19 joke is good. Um, Even though, obviously, the holograph eh, doesn't quite hold up. Yeah, it's pretty dodgy. And in fact, I think it's interesting that a lot of the special effects don't really hold up in this particular film. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But at the same time, you know, it's Robert Zemeckis. He's always trying to push the technology. I mean, the year before this film came out, he'd done uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, which fans of this film will recognise. It's the same tunnel in both films because <laughs> obviously <laughs> oh, it's just a great tunnel. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: oh wow. Yeah.
0: Christopher Lloyd spent a lot of time in the late eighties in that tunnel. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> and um, that tunnel appears in quite a few films. It's a great tunnel. film and TV. Top, yeah. Top tunnel. It's a yeah. one tunnel. A plus tunnel. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But yes.
0: Yeah. But yeah. So so in terms of the plot, which I actually think is it's considering how convoluted it could be. I think it does a pretty good job of remaining fairly um, followable.
2: I think so. I think the plot might be the movie's strong point, yeah. along with uh, along with the cast. I yeah. think it's a really well plotted movie. Yeah,
0: yeah I, and obviously we go to 2015 because it's your kids, Marty. Yeah. We got we got to stop your kids going to jail because the doc, even though he's all about not changing the timeline. Wants to change the timeline so that Doc's uh, uh, sorry, that Marty's uh, kid, Marty yeah. Jr. doesn't mm. go to it's prison. Interesting, isn't it? <laughs> well, you know, I suppose from his perspective, it's not history that they're changing because it's the true, future. True. Yes. But somebody, one person. But per then man, it's yeah. also
2: already happened. Yeah. Because yeah. it's the future. Oh, oh no! <laughs> time travel
0: paradox. <laughs> yeah. One person's future is another man's history. So I guess it's that. <laughs> um but but they regardless he goes they go back in time um they go to uh, cafe 80s marty senior uh stands up to griff uh, the <laughs> the grandson of biff um and stops it so that basically stops his son uh, ending up in jail um but because of this biff uh, old biff um old biff. is is now able to put the pieces together that Doc Brown built a time machine. Because at the very start of the film, he sees Mm. 1985 Biff, sees the time machine take off, and then 2015 Biff sees Marty Sr. at the same time as Marty Jr. and the time machine and puts it all together. And then Mm. snoops on the conversation. Learns about time travel and also about the idea of using the
2: sports almanac. Fairly unfazed about the existence of time travel as well. I don't think... Does Biff... Find out about it in the first movie? No. No. Yeah. I'm gonna say look, Biff, Biff might
0: arguably be <laughs> one of the more um, progressive and accepting characters in this film. At the very least. <laughs> in some ways, in yeah. his dotage. In his old age. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um but yeah,
2: he, he he's kind of just like, oh cool, time machine. Okay, yeah. well yeah. instead of going, Oh my god, this is amazing, we're like, I got an idea. Oh this is cool. <laughs> i mean i know how to biff the system yeah. which
3: to be
0: honest is what biff always does yeah so yeah. it maybe make, makes sense that he wouldn't i even, suppose you're absolutely right yeah, yeah he'd yeah, observe he just, it at, the first thing you yeah. do is think of how it would benefit him yeah yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's almost like oh this is a tool that i can use to benefit yeah. me yeah which is what biff does in every scene he's ever yeah. in so um so yeah they prevent it but unfortunately because um they left knocked out jennifer in an alleyway, which was maybe not great thinking from Doc. Just like, oh, <laughs> we'll leave her in an alleyway. It'll
2: be fine. Why didn't you leave her in the car in the DeLorean?
0: Yeah. That first 15, <laughs> 20 minutes of the film, I think, is the most uh, Rick like Doc is in terms of the Rick and Morty yes. comparison. Yeah, yeah, you can definitely see the. Yeah. Uh,
2: the inspiration there yeah sure.
0: I mean you got those vibes obviously in the first film but in the second one we're just like just leave her in the alleyway Morty <laughs> <laughs> be like five minutes tops
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah exactly you got a good Rick
2: impression <laughs> thank you very much
0: um, but yeah so Jennifer because the the uh, wonderful female uh, police force who I'm just going to say that hair is not regulation having the hair braided down your yeah. back like that yeah, yeah. it's not effective it's policing it, uh, yeah. um, it's a hazard yeah, yeah. but the but the, uh, the two lady cops are just like oh we identify by a thumbprint and we'll take her back to her house. Um, obviously, not a aware. Good facelift
2: joke in there. Yeah,
0: she's forty-seven. Oh, good facelift. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and then uh, Jennifer is left in her future home, where they encounter all the future McFlies, uh, including uh, obviously the returning. Um, uh lorraine uh much less incest mm. in this film as well yeah, yeah. which claire appreciated but it was still incest <laughs> i know it's okay it's, it's like a little bit in there. it's an ever decreasing line of incest Yeah. yeah. so yeah, it's yeah. it's all good i I don't think there's any in the third film
2: i don't, I don't think so no no so you can yes. rest easy yeah. um i i'm sorry no go no go on I was...
0: oh we, yes we had uh, leah thompson returning yes. uh and we also had Not Crispin Glover. No. (laughs) Um, Mm. Although it was very cleverly disguised because the only times that you see George McFly um, is when he's wearing heavily aged makeup Mm. uh, in the newspaper because he's been murdered or it's actually footage of him from uh, the first film. Uh, And this was because uh, Crispin Glover did not agree to come back to the film, Mm. which is something that we'll get into in the trivia section. Um, But I
2: think they covered it pretty well. I think so too. I just want to say, I think think Leah Thompson is one of the MVPs of this movie I mm. think her And obviously Michael J. Fox And um, Biff What's his name Thomas Wils- Williams Fred T- um, Oh he's T- Thomas F Hold on I've got it written down it's something. Thomas something Anyway Thomas F. Um, Wilson Thomas F. Wilson yeah. um, He. I think those three in particular It's just, just for my Just my yeah. opinion I think they're really carrying the movie um, mm. And Leah Thompson Actually gets quite a lot of Screen time And I think, think especially in the alternate 1985 time, which which we'll get to, I think she does a great job in that. She does. And she was, I mean, I I don't know how you felt, Claire, but I thought she was great in the first film as well. Yeah. She is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's definitely, she's a great actor. But I just, yeah, watching this movie again, really reminded of how good she is in the movies. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, the cast
0: proved to be very versatile. You know, we see them uh, in all sorts of different age ranges and and doing wonderful things. I really liked um, uh, Michael J. Fox as older Marty McFly in 2015 where he's wearing the double tie and he gets fired (laughs) from his job um, which Fire. fire Yeah <laughs> Yeah Fax insults are, A big throwdown In 2015 in a, in a way Maybe they were Kind of going
2: with Like gif meme things But just a really Physical version yeah. So many of them as well yeah. Like like each Like the house Had like six printers And they yeah. all just came. Just
1: fax machines All through the
3: house
0: In terms of other Future tech I've just remembered The hydration machine Yeah I, yeah. I
2: kind of want one
3: Yeah
0: Yeah I was looking at that gun
2: It'd be handy yeah. I mean you know Dehydrated food It exists mm. So yeah. yeah Get one of those tiny dehydrated Pizza Hut pizzas. Yeah. It,
0: looked, it looked pretty good. Mm. They, they put a lot of effort to make sure that the pizzas, when hydrated, looked excellent. Because yeah. obviously it was Pizza Hut. We're, sure. like, We're yeah. going to give you money to, to yeah. put yeah. Our, our product in this yeah. film. Make it, look good. make it look good. And maybe a podcast like 30 years down the line. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it looked great. It yeah. looked genuinely yeah, it looked delicious. pretty tasty. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Jennifer sees what her future family is like she learns all sorts of information uh including the fact that um marty injures his hand and has to stop his music career in a drag race um which happens apparently in 1985 which we've not seen at this point which i think is interesting Uh, i was like i I really we got to the end of this film and i went they never mentioned that again it's just mentioned that one time which then makes me go probably a third film thing <laughs> just from memory so yeah, yeah. um but yeah I, I really like again as as we were saying watching the film the excellent foreshadowing for the
2: third film yeah
0: because they made them both at the same time
2: yeah um i just thought it was really excellently done yeah even little throwaway lines like when the doc goes you know they're talking about destroying the time machine because it's caused too many problems and he talks about how he's never going to go back in time to see his favorite time period yeah. the the old west and things even little things like that it's like
3: ah. Oh, it's cool it's cool it's yeah. i get it yeah
0: but uh, they managed to successfully rescue jennifer despite the fact that she meets herself and they both faint so because apparently that's what you do when you meet your future self there's a lot of fainting in this film there's a lot yeah. of fainting in this yeah. movie. Yeah. the film ends on a faint with doc fainting after he's met <laughs> yeah. marty again which is <laughs> kind of great um but yeah so they they rescue her uh they get back into the time machine but little do they know but whilst they were messing around in 2015, old Biff snuck in with the Almanac and took the, the took the DeLorean back to an undisclosed point in time, almost certainly 1955, yeah. uh, to give himself. Well, we find out it was 1955. That's true. <laughs> but it was. I, I I don't know if you felt as a first-time viewer, but it was maybe maybe did it feel obvious that's where they were going? No,
1: really? I had no idea. Oh,
0: okay, okay. Because I, no I I guess maybe it's because I've seen it before. Me too. Yeah, but yeah, we yeah. just
2: assume that that was yeah. Yeah,
0: it just felt Obviously, obvious, but yeah. maybe not. They go back to 1985, or as it's now referred to in uh, film law, 1985 A, because they don't realise that because Biff's gone back in time, everything's changed and things aren't great and Marty no. accidentally invades a home because he thinks it's his own. <laughs> um, that's such a great sequence. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was my house. Oh, you thought this with your house? Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're going to be sorry. It's like the
1: first one when he goes into the barn and,
0: yes yeah. yes uh, the the twin pines uh, bar- uh farm yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah
1: shoot him dad yeah. he's turning into human form like every time he tries time travels he's probably going to get killed
2: yeah. <laughs> i think when when he when he goes into what he thinks is his house and it's obviously not his house like, that was for me when i realize like oh this movie's actually much smarter than i'm going to i'm giving it credit for mm. you know like it's oh this is all cuz you don't think anything's wrong the doc gives a funny look when they first come back to kind of maybe a little bit of foreshadowing that maybe things aren't quite yeah. right, but he just kind of brushes it off. And that's where I go, oh, I know, this movie's... This movie's doing something a bit 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 smarter than I, yeah. than I originally thought. Um, uh, yeah, and Marty first
0: notices a difference after they've put uh, Jen on the porch and gone, oh, I don't remember bars on the window. Yeah, yeah. that too, yeah. 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 Really yeah. subtle Very stuff. Very subtle, subtle little things. and then, as, as a viewer, we're all going, oh, no. I know something's wrong. What's wrong?
3: Yeah.
0: It's... Well, it's Biff. Yeah. Biff is... In charge. Biff is kind of like a weird... Despotic,
2: uh, blonde-haired president-type figure, yeah. um, <laughs> super rich, yeah. lots of gold furniture, I'm Cigars, not Like yeah. who would come up with such a thing? A I don't hotel know. Hotel chain <laughs> named
3: after his last name. Yeah, yeah. lots of
2: lots of bre- lots of name-branded yeah. stuff. I don't know. I don't know where that that, that character came from. Mm. Like, totally unbelievable. Mm. Um, but we see future Biff. Yeah. <laughs> slash alternate Biff. I guess is this
0: is the richest man in town, and he's invited every ZZ top band in to uh, to impersonate <laughs> it because there are so many bikies in hill valley there yes. yeah, are uh, um yeah but yeah it's it's and obviously marty's walking around going what's happened to the place this place is now a den of iniquity and then he sees the biff Cannon museum connected to the mm. uh, the casino hotel and sees to his horror that biff has somehow gotten super rich by winning all these races i wonder how he did that yeah. and then yeah. uh, also the fact that biff marries his mother, in 1973. Yep. Yeah. Um, which is very horrifying. He, he then gets jumped by Billy Zane and the, the Zane goons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Billy Zane actually... The Zany boys. Yeah, the zany <laughs> boys. And uh, the zane actually gets to say a line mm. in this film yeah. as well, so Jason will be very happy. Uh, yeah. And, um, yeah, he gets taken up, and we see that, obviously, um, he, he gets biffed on the head, I was going to say. He does get knocked out, and when yeah. he wakes up, we have another mirrored scene from the first film where mm. he's waking up and he hears his mum's voice and yeah. he's like oh I had a strange dream mum it's like <laughs> well, it's okay you're with me on the 27th floor and he wakes up and there's his mum and there's her chest yeah uh, yeah yeah because you were making some you were making that
2: noise when that happened
3: Ah, <gasps> <Incesty. laughs> I think it
2: was incesty so much as there wasn't really anywhere else to look. Because yeah. like she was leaning over him they're right there. Yeah. Like. yeah. yeah. I think you were just having flashbacks
0: to the first film. Yeah. Because <laughs> Claire was very taken aback by the fact that um there was an
2: incest plot She wanted line. to hook up with her own son. Yeah. That's basically what it happens isn't it in the yeah. she yeah. tries. She tries. Yeah. She doesn't realize that they're related. Exactly. Yeah. 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 She's just a, you know, I know. It's still <laughs> wrong. I don't think the movie positions you to think it's good, though. Yeah, I think they very actively say, yeah. you know, this this shouldn't this happen. This is wrong.
3: They're not like it guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you're gonna love Game of Thrones in like 25 years' time. Um,
0: but yes, the uh, we we find out that Lorraine is uh, forced to stay with Biff because um, Biff is essentially paying for all of her kids to to live uh, George we find out was murdered back in the 70s mm. uh, and we then later find out that it was obviously Biff that did it um, so that he could uh, marry Lorraine and
1: how come her two other kids are in jail but Marty's not
2: um, it doesn't really get explained. I don't. I thought. So I thought what he said is the the the, the daughter. I don't see. I don't remember the other. The two, daughter had credit has cards, heaps of credit card yeah. debt. Yeah. I don't, and the other one was on probation. He yeah. Said. So yeah. they maybe committed some crimes. I mean, obviously the whole timeline's changed uh, completely. Yeah. So maybe after mm. George
0: was so murdered. I think. I
2: think what he said is he, he made a threat to Lorraine. He said, um, "I could get all three of your kids locked up or something." Mm. So he's not yeah. saying they were locked up, but he could uh, get them. Locked yeah. Up. Could send okay. them
0: all to be with Uncle Joey. Yeah,
3: that's what it was.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah, and then of course we we, when he has the rooftop confrontation with Marty, um, Mm -hmm. he says, "You know, I own the police. I own everything." Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's it's a bad situation. That's why Lorraine is staying. And it's interesting that in this 1985. Like the original 1985 from the first film, she um, has a, a, an alcohol problem. Mm. But this one's caused by being married to Biff, yeah. <laughs> uh, which is, you know, completely understandable. <laughs> yeah. um, Marty finds out that George has been murdered and so goes to visit his father's grave. And Doc is waiting for him there, which yeah. again is slightly creepy. It makes sense. Yeah. But Doc's just like, oh, I know you come see your father's grave. I could have just come found you, but no. Let's yeah, yeah. stand by this grave in this yeah. windy night. <laughs> um, and then we have the excellent chalkboard sequence where he yeah. just he just draws it all out and
2: explains. Yeah. It's like it's kind of so redundant. Mm-hmm. Like it's like we we get it.
3: We, yeah. we get it, Doc. Yeah. <laughs> like, we don't need this diagram.
2: <laughs> I actually think it's
0: quite um, quite a good choice from the filmmakers because I fine, I, I, uh... I suppose like particularly. If you're this film came out in 1989, if you're watching this film as a 1989 audience member without a huge amount of time travel films, yeah, and you know it's been four years since the first film came out, so you know maybe you're watching this going. How, how does We were in 2015
2: and it's now 1985, but it's not. It, I think it was good just having that I visual. I suppose you're right. Yeah, I mean, I guess now in 2018, we've grown up with so yeah. much time travel in pop yeah. culture, we can wrap our heads around it yeah. quite yeah. easily. But. And it's really the only hand-holding they do at any point in the yeah, film. Because the rest yeah. of the
0: time, you see like Doc talking about the fact that it's like, it could destroy the universe or maybe just our galaxy if we're lucky, you know, yeah. that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, it's, they're dealing with some pretty high concept sci-fi so they Ooh. explain they explain it really well mm. um, do, and yeah. it, it's a good sequence and so the doc's like well we have to destroy this time machine once we fixed everything because this is not going well um and they have to get they, they now also know that old biff went back to uh the 50s to give mm. his younger self the almanac yeah um, and we discover this because Marty yeah. goes and confronts biff directly about it Uh, And Biff tells him and then tries to murder him because he knew
2: this day would come. Can we just spend a bit of time talking about, because we kind of touched on it before, but about 1985 Biff A Mm. and just how unsettling it is Mm. in the current Mm. political global climate (laughs) to see Mm. that... Compared to what we have now, obviously, with... He's obviously been based on Trump. Yeah. And, the, and probably the, probably other multi-billionaires. Yeah, but, the, the filmmakers were very yeah. forward in that they based the
0: character of Biff Tannen when he got everything that he wanted on moguls um, like
2: Trump. And yeah. indeed, yeah. Trump was their main inspiration, particularly for the look with the hair. Yeah, yeah. I just... I Again, I, there's not much to say about it that other people probably haven't already said in a much more eloquent way, but yeah. it's just unsettling, isn't it, to, you know... <laughs> He's he's still around and now he's the leader of the free world. And the lines like I own the police yeah. and things like that just are not quite as fun yeah. as they probably were Yeah, just <laughs> you like know, before, prior two thousand sixteen. Yeah. yeah,
0: I got that very clearly with when um Marty was in his office and he tells him to sit down and then shouts immediately, Sit down Yeah. And I'm like, that yeah. that's happened in the Oval Office. Yeah, like that has to have happened.
2: This is like how brazenly he pulls a gun on Marty and tries to shoot him. Like it made me think like I reckon Donald Trump's <laughs> Or at you least reckon? Or at least had someone, hmm. not counting when he was president. Okay. But like, I reckon, I'm I'm almost positive he has at least had somebody. I'm gonna have some fun working out where the edit is gonna come. <laughs>
0: the can't, I can't say that. Oh, I don't know. I think I think there's this thing called libel,
2: Patrick. Which um... I'm just saying, maybe, <laughs> maybe I wouldn't be surprised uh-huh. if Donald Trump has had. Is being responsible for somebody's probably by his instruction.
0: Okay, well, I will run this past the lawyers. Yep. <laughs> and any, anything which is if there's any if there's any noise like this now you know why what that is uh, so moving sw- swiftly I'm just on. just saying wake up sheeple <laughs> moving on from 1985 um, we, we yeah, then- so as say yeah that, ho- that whole bit was probably mm. my favorite part of the movie I'll,
2: I'll, I'll let you move on but I just I think I want to keep talking about it because that alternate 85 alternate 85 is, 85 my is fun part of the film. it's fun like yeah. you've got
0: Strickland on the porch with the shotgun yeah, yeah.
2: it's just great
0: uh, and it was really nice because that was the first time we saw Strickland again in this mm. film. And uh, I know you, you Clay, you were going like, yay! It's like, we've <laughs> <Yeah>. another character. <laughs> it's
1: exactly the same. <laughs> he's just got a
0: shotgun now. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it, and it is a really fun sequence where we we see that and we see how, yeah. we, you know, we learn things like the doc is committed into a mental institution yeah. um, because everyone kind of knows that he's a bit crazy, but obviously Biff would have almost certainly instigated yeah. that to keep himself yeah. safe. And I
2: think the performances are really strong. Like I said, especially Leah Thompson and... Um, Thomas F. Wilson. I think mm. those two really shine in that section, mm. sort of the, the the act two of the movie in that yeah, bit. I think yeah. they're doing an amazing job. Yeah. It is it's, it's yeah. it is really good stuff. And considering
0: they're quite young, they're both, I think, like l- early 30s when they did that. Right, yeah. yeah. Well, um, I mean, I suppose they would have to be because they're doing all the 50s stuff as yeah, well. Yeah, because they I, look I'm pretty, very young. Yeah, so. at, at the very least, Leah would have been 31 or 30 when they were filming because she was 27 yeah. when they did the first one. Yeah. So, yeah, they, they did a cracking job oh, yeah. um yeah so yeah um doc rescues marty uh, after he does the fake suicide jump off the tower yes that's cool uh, and
1: silently lands on the car he
0: does but then we see later in the film he jumps down a stairwell and lands almost silently there yeah, but yeah. it's
1: not completely silent is it <laughs> it's it's windy up there yeah. they can't hear him so
0: um yeah so they they then travel back to 1955, and Marty now has to try and follow young Biff around to get the ul- See when old Biff gives him the almanac and then get it back off him, whilst avoiding his parents, himself, <laughs> himself. Doc Brown from 1955. Yeah. The doc is trying to get the DeLorean to work because it's, it keeps messing around. There's this weird January 1st, 1885 date that keeps popping <laughs> up on the thing, um, and he's also trying to avoid Marty. Himself and yeah. anyone that would recognize him. Yeah. So it's um, it's really fun seeing them sneak around, and mm. I also really like Marty's idea of a disguise: is a leather jacket yeah. <laughs> and, a and a fedora, fedora hat. Yeah. yeah,
2: it's. I mean, it it looked a bit distinctive. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Yeah, like, it's it, yeah, it, like it looked fifties, but very. Yeah, especially hanging out at a school dance. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> look, look sticking out like a sore thumb, yeah. Marty. <laughs> Just a smidge, but but still, he
0: follows Biff. We see old Biff meet young Biff um and give him the almanac and basically yeah. say you know this is this is gonna change your life yeah, and they, they turn that yeah one. they yeah. turn on the radio that that uh commentary is actual commentary from a that a game that was played oh really yeah on oh. that day oh. yeah they went and tracked down some audio from that time and then wrote the script so that it would fit that audio so that's ah, actual commentary because
1: at times i thought it was the guy who plays Dark.
0: oh you thought it was uh yeah. Christopher Lloyd. Yeah,
1: yeah like, there I, was I, a point where it sounded exactly like him and I was yeah. like, Oh, that's cool. Maybe Christopher
0: Lloyd it. actually has a time machine. Maybe. And uh, and went back in time and did some commentary work <laughs> in the <laughs> early fifties. Uh but yeah, so young Biff uh now has the almanac and he's still a bit not quite sure whether to believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Um I mean I suppose again, let's play another scenario, Claire, as mm-hmm. we did last week. I so love Yeah. Let's go let's go back to three weeks ago before you'd seen this film. Yeah. And then let's say a version of you that is 60 years older than you now. So let's say it'd be mid-80s, wouldn't it? Mm, yeah. yeah. So so somebody who, for, you in your mid-80s, mm. so you've travelled from the, the mystical future year of mm. 2075 oh, uh, or 78, 2078, which actually is a fair way. Wow. Yeah. And you're there and you've got uh, an almanac which tells you, all the AFL results uh, <gasps> up until uh, the end of <laughs> the, yeah. the end of the next fifty years. You know, it says, you know, oh, the Dockers won their first premiership in twenty fifty nine. I are both Dockers probably, fans. Yeah, this I know it's
2: well. probably going to be that long. Yeah, <laughs> Cubs win the
0: World Series. It's gonna be, the Australian Batch of Future would be Dockers win yeah. the. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, how would you react if this old? Lady that you maybe not don't recognise as yourself turned up and tried mm. to give you a book of mystical future predictions.
1: I so would not believe them. You reckon? Yeah.
0: Do you think you'd just instantly disregard it and not keep the book, or no? You... I'd keep the book. Okay.
1: Yeah, to see if it was true. Okay. <laughs> good. Good.
0: No, I think that's fair. I mean, I know I would. Mm. I just like sports stats. You know, I'd be, yeah. I'd be like, oh, really? That's interesting. So yeah. Um. But then of course the gambling idea, which. Mm. It, it, again it's something that i really like in terms of the writing is that it, it's a really obvious thing that you would do in a hypothetical situation mm. you'd say i'd go and get the right lottery numbers yeah. or i'd go back the sports lotters, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's really interesting to see that actually played out in a yeah. film though yeah um, i think i think it's just a really strong mm. choice for um, a way of like giving a, a character in the past some sort of advantage Mm -hmm. Uh, and changing the timeline i just think it's very simple but it's very very well done
2: yeah instead of trying to come up with some other like clever reasons Mm -hmm. to clever thing he might do it's just like no of course that's what you do again like you mentioned earlier so they like would fit perfectly with biff's character Mm. too of Mm -hmm. course that's what he would do yeah because he probably doesn't have the mental faculties to think much beyond Mm. well if i could go back in time i'd Mm get the lottery numbers, and yeah. that'd be it for him. So I thought, yeah. well, I'm going to do that. Yeah, yeah. That makes perfect sense. And also, you know, yeah. uh, he
0: lives in 1950s America. It's a very capitalist society. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. And he's even told by Lorraine when she rejects him, I wouldn't marry you if you had a million dollars. You yeah, know, it's, yeah. it's all these things which are like, you know, money is power and Biff wants yeah. power. Mm. Um, so Marty goes to the dance again, the um, Enchantment Under the Sea dance, or yeah. to give it uh, the name that Doc gave it last time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The Rhythmic Ceremonial Ritual. <laughs> in the first film, he calls the dance, it's a Rhythmic Ceremonial Ritual of some kind. <laughs> um, they they go they go to um, the enchantment under the sea. And now Marty is in a bit of trouble because now he has to avoid absolutely everybody. Yeah. Because there's people that think he's Calvin Klein. He's also got to avoid, obviously, himself. Um, it, it's a big old problem. Uh, he follows Biff around and almost gets the almanac, but then Strickland turns up. And Strickland takes the magazine off him after doing a little bit of disciplining on him basically saying have you had alcohol young man no sir i'm not old enough to have alcohol that kind of thing and marty follows strickland to his office and we have a espionage sort of three minute spy sequence where he eventually gets the almanac and then he opens it and it's full of "Ooh la la (laughs) (laughs) it's it's topless ladies because biff switched
2: out the cover with a with a 50s porno mag basically A lot of discipline for Biff to ditch his porn in mm. in, in in place of a, uh, you know, maybe not real sports almanac. Yeah. I, I thought. They're both books with figures in them. I guess. So. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm just saying, 17 year old me probably wouldn't have made that decision. Mm. And that's why there's not a giant Patrick Downs casino. That's right. Hold <laughs> <laughs> on to my porn, damn it.
0: <laughs> um, so. But luckily for Marty, just outside the window, his father, George, is knocking out Biff from the end of the first film. And so he's able to go up to Biff on the ground, punch him again just before he comes round. The wallet inspector's
2: there. (laughs) (laughs) I think he took that guy's wallet. I think he took his wallet. That was good. That was very funny. That guy was good. Yeah. He took that guy's wallet. Yeah. Yeah. Just... A real nerd. Yeah, they like, did a really yeah. good I really job like... of just making him a real nerd yeah. without overdoing
0: it. Yeah. <laughs> I also really like that when Biff gets up, he's like, "Hey, I think you took your wallet." Turns back to he... camera. I think he took his wallet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful stuff. Um. So Marty gets the almanac back. He then has to stop Billy Zane and the Zany Boys yeah. uh, <laughs> from roughing up his 1955 okay his first film self that's probably yeah, the easiest this way. is what i start to get a bit like hang on a sec All yeah right. yeah so yeah. his first film self is inventing rock and roll on the stage problematic but we covered it in the first you did one. okay yeah. good i was wondering if you covered it yeah we, we mentioned it um but yeah so he's he's on stage with that particular complication and the zany boys are there going right we're going to get him when he gets off stage we're going to beat him up uh, because we've seen m- m- second film Marty, and now oh look, he's on the stage. How does he change his clothes so quick? (laughs) Um, And so that we now have this sequence where Marty from film two has to climb over the stage while Marty from film one is performing in rotoscope. And I,
2: it's obvious looking at it on like a reasonably big screen TV, but I think it's a pretty good effect. I think so. I mean, I wasn't looking out for it, and I didn't really notice it. So, just unfortunately for me, I noticed it in the first shot. And so every, right, and then you could not it, see it. Yeah. it. There
0: was just a quality to juxtaposing the first film's footage, and m- manipulating its size and putting it over the second film footage. Yeah. It was very clever. Mm. It yeah. just wasn't quite right with like the depth perception. Yeah. Um, but it, it, even though it's almost thirty years on, like it's, it's better than the shark. It's better than the shark. Yeah, <laughs> it, <laughs> it is. Comes yeah, it's way, way better. Yeah. yeah, it's very, very cleverly done. Um, and luckily for us, um, Marty Almost commits like I suppose like second degree murder. I just dropping that that weight of sand yeah. on the yeah, same. Just sandbags. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they'll be fine. It's like
2: Looney Tunes violence. It's fine. Yeah. Um, and then it, being knocked unconscious actually doesn't have any real world ramifications. I don't know if you knew this, but it's oh, that's, like that's perfectly that's, safe to be knocked unconscious. That's good to know. <laughs> um, so Marty
0: gets the almanac. He's gotten out. Biff confronts him, and then Marty from film one opens the door and rushes through. It knocks film two Marty over, and Biff yeah. gets the almanac back and. Gets gets in the car and drives off and so doc and yeah it was great because you're there going no no yeah i think it's fair to say you're invested at this point yeah
2: yeah which is a lot of the enjoyment that i had was what was watching you react Mm. to the movie and putting things together as well that was fun (laughs) and again if you you are someone that
0: has seen this film uh, but hasn't seen it for a long time i would recommend finding a friend who hasn't seen it? Mm. Listening to this podcast, of course. Absolutely. Um, and yeah. um, watching the film and doing it as like a nice joint event because uh, it, it was enjoyable. I was getting yeah. a lot of enjoyment from seeing you <laughs> watching it as well. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, we have the hoverboard chase sequence. Yeah. <laughs> In the uh, Roger Rabbit tunnel, and it's it's a pretty good sequence. Yeah, it, it holds up. It doesn't absolutely doesn't make does. any
1: sense. It could just go up. Well, I and think hoverboard up, well, and the car would go underneath him.
2: Is there a limit to how much the hoverboard? The impression hover. I got was there has to be a certain amount of, like there can only, excuse me, there can only be so much distance before the hoverboard just ceases mm. to work. But
1: the hoverboard went like. Upper on the side you're of right the he could have just done that so he yeah he could have just gone up and <laughs> but he didn't he didn't up the roof.
0: he also didn't stay there like i think it still affect like the gravity of the person connected to the hoverboard like he's only connected by a little pink <laughs> strap on his on his right foot yeah i think it was you like
2: could still fall off the hoverboard
0: itself yeah. Yeah. i think the hoverboard still behaves like oh, a skateboard yeah. we also know you can't really move it over water and that road was pretty well unless
3: you've got power
0: <laughs> yeah whatever that means yeah <laughs> No thanks mister, I've got a pit bull now. God, yeah. Okay. I don't want to think about the 2015 sequences because the rest of this film is so good by yeah. comparison. Um, he just about escapes, partly because uh, Doc turns up just in time with the bunting that got accidentally attached to the car yep. and pulls him away and Biff drives into a truck of manure again.
3: Man. <laughs> manure. <Yeah>. Manure. <laughs> manure. I hate manure. <laughs>
0: One thing that did make me think uh, about a potential Maybe something that we did or didn't see in this film. So Doc just turns up suddenly at that point mm. and drops the rope and gets Marty. And we yep. know he's willing to change the timeline to fix things. Did Biff run over Marty the first time that happened?
2: Ooh. Mm. Is in like Doc wasn't there to pick him up Doc so Marty wasn't there. got killed? Marty got killed. I mean you could ask that for any for this whole movie, any yeah. point in this movie, it's like when did <laughs> <laughs> I know Claire's face? <laughs> It was just it was just the thought I had when I was watching yeah, it I was like yeah.
0: how did he know to be there and I went oh maybe he saw Marty's body and just quickly jumped back in time 5 minutes
2: That's the thing maybe there's a bit of groundhog day thing going on where it's like Doc Brown might have spent decades trying to get this just right and yeah, we're right. only seeing the the successful so run like
1: timeline <laughs> A or B it's like yeah. Timeline A through to Z. Possibly. Yeah.
2: Anyways, <laughs> sorry to throw a
0: paradox <laughs> on your head. Um, but yeah, so he rescues Marty. We you presume don't. the first time. Let's that's presume. That's yeah. Like, yeah. 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 To <laughs> keep our sanity. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he rescues Marty with the bunting. Everything's going hunky dory now. Yeah. Uh, although the storm is now coming in because it's yeah. the same day as the storm from the first film. Yeah. Um, and um, Marty burns the almanac, saving his family. The newspaper changes. Oh, we
2: did we did skip over that nice little scene with the two Doc Browns.
0: Oh yes, my apologies.
2: Yeah, that was that was that was cool. I like that. Yeah, they did that. With, yeah, Doc yeah. Brown from film two, hands Doc Brown from film 1 a screwdriver. Yeah. yeah. While keeping himself disguised, mm. kind of from the original, or like original whatever film yeah. one Doc Brown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I uh, like that, and, and again, very clever with the with the pole. Mm. The power pole down the middle, um, I think disguised really well in terms of the split screening of it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and I'm guessing that's how they did it. I presume so as well. And (laughs) I I just
0: think, you know, it was a very deliberate movement from future Doc Brown to hand the wrench around around the pole. (laughs) Around behind the pole. Yeah, yeah, so the editors had a much easier time. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and just Christopher Lloyd just wonderful yes he's so good as doc brown um particularly like when he's got the suitcase full of all the different types of money and he's just explaining his idea by just running up and down the street manically and marty's (laughs) trying to follow him it's yeah it's just a really lovely performance yeah um but yeah the delorean is hovering in the sky the lightning strike is still happening um the almanac is burnt and so that can't happen and then lightning hits the delorean and it disappears Mm Mm-hmm gone
2: and as the, as the almanac's sky. burning the newspaper changes back to oh yeah or to changes to george mcfly honored not murdered yeah. yeah and uh yeah doc brown not committed commended Commended. Um, i do like they kept he he still looks like a maniac though in his yeah, yeah in his photograph yeah. I like, that they, I like that they didn't try and smooth him over and make him look all, he still looks like a nutbag yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah the delorean disappears and that 99, 99. is hanging in the, in the clouds and we as a, as a as a first-time viewer what were you thinking when that happened
1: I thought he'd gone to 1999. That's okay. Yeah. That's an sense, interesting. Yeah. One.
0: yeah, I mean, it. yeah, it would fit within the, the realms of the, the timeline they've been jumping around in mm. so far. And then a car turns up and a mysterious stranger gets out. And he goes, McFly, Mr. McFly, or Marty McFly, whatever he says, and um, hands him an envelope. He's very dramatically like he's going to
3: shoot him, yeah. Yeah. which I like. I've got to give well, you. And he's this. dressed up like a,
2: you know, Mobster. sort of. Well, I was thinking more like a prohibition era cop, mm. you know, or a government official, I think or a government, yeah, a spy or something. Yeah, I've got something to give you. A letter.
0: Yeah.
2: And <laughs> <laughs> you tell he's from the post office.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Me and the boys have been wondering what this might be. So can you explain to us what it is? And that's because it's a letter that has been waiting seventy years to be delivered from the year 1885 on the world's most waterproof paper. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> because all the rain's coming down he's still able to read it. And so Marty races back into 1955 town and Doc is celebrating because first film Marty has just left and then second film Marty runs in and says, ah, everything's happened and the Doc yeah. faints. And that's where the film ends. This is still an enjoyable film. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. It's a very enjoyable film, even though it lacks the, I suppose, the original impact of that first film. Mm. I found the further we've gotten into this film, the more enjoyable it is. Yeah. And I guess maybe it's just kind of like that initial 2015 thing slightly... Stinks it up a little bit Partly just because it, yeah. Well, yeah yeah, It's hard It's hard to film things In the future We could try mm. Do a film now About set in the year 2048 Well Blade Runner
2: Sure, sure.
0: Uh, Although even though That's kind of An alternate universe But you know We mm. could say uh, You know Let's set a film In the late 2040s And we'd probably Get
2: loads of things wrong yeah. I don't, to, to me it wasn't so much The stuff they got wrong or, or you know Any of the silly things It was more just That stuff was a bit Meh Yeah You know like It was very expositional Because they had to set it up For yeah. the rest of the story To happen but it was just it just it felt very expositional, you know what mm. I mean? Like, there just um, wasn't much to it. Yeah. In terms of plot engagement, character engagement, anything like that, you know. Yeah, definitely. It was the cool action sequence with the hoverboards, and then we're mm. back to 1955 or back to 1985. It was kind of like that. That was my issue with it. It yeah. was Just they didn't do an awful lot. Yeah. It was almost as though yeah. the basic problem that they had was they finished
0: the first film, sending them into the future, having no real. Um, Idea that they'd be doing sequels Yeah Yeah, And they essentially just gave themselves something to try fix Yeah Yeah. It was still interesting And it was still enjoyable But Totally It just doesn't feel as strong as the rest of it Yeah and like I
2: said My issue with it isn't 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 all the tech stuff or anything Because that's fine I mean I can watch Mm. Movies from whenever Mm. Yeah you can watch Demolition Man. You can watch Demolition Man. Absolutely. Demolition Man's great. Yeah. And it's, you know. Bell wins the copper. Yeah, and wars. as far as I'm concerned, I still use toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. Have you seen Demolition Man? No. Nope. You should watch Demolition Man. You'll I get the toilet paper movies. reference. Okay, well, when it comes up, we'll get you on. <laughs> uh, so, would you guys like some trivia?
0: Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. Let's jump straight into some Crispin Glover controversy. Yes, this is interesting. (laughs) So, uh, the principal actors and actresses committed to the sequel before any of the scripts were written. Uh, There was a stumbling block in the negotiations with Crispin Glover, who played George McFly. Um, He was offered a monetary amount less than that of Leah Thompson and Thomas F. Wilson. Um, That's what he claims, anyway uh crispin believed this was because uh the producer bob gale took exception to crispin voicing his disapproval of the original film's ending uh, apparently crispin glover didn't like the fact that the mcfly's viewed money and material possessions as rewards because they kind of end up being oh. almost like a perfect 80s yeah. family with mm. a lot of you know he's rich yeah. and that's why things are better um during sequel negotiations, Crispin's agent expressed to the producers that Crispin wanted a fair compensation in addition to a script approval clause in his contract, which is something that some actors have. Oh, yeah. Bob Gale refused uh, to both of, the, both of these requests um, and instead offered a lower salary amount than the original first offer. Wow. Essentially a bit of a power play. Crispin turned down the lowball offer of um, 125000 uh, Gale rewrote the sequel... Uh, to then have much less George McFly. The actor Jeffrey Weissman plays uh, George mm. and uh, uses moulds of Crispin uh, to make, um, you know, with the facial prosthetics. Oh. So they took what Crispin Glover would look like aged up and put that onto Jeffrey Weissman. All shots of Weissman either show him from behind, at a distance, mm. upside down, or wearing sunglasses.
1: Now I get why he was upside
0: down. Mm. Because he looks more like. Because you can't quite yeah. say, that that doesn't look right, yeah. because it already doesn't look right. It's the same way he's through the screen door in the very first scene of the film, where we mm. see his parents wave. They're behind the screen door.
1: That is very clever. Mm. So, Well,
2: yeah. it's clever, but it backfires on them a bit, doesn't it?
0: Well, Crispin Glover did sue the filmmakers. <laughs> um, <laughs> they had not granted permission to use his likeness in Part 2. He hadn't said you could do it. Crispin ended up dropping the lawsuit after the case was settled out of court for $765,000 by Universal's insurance company, who decided it would be cheaper to just pay Crispin than go to the trial. Mm. The Screen Actors Guild subsequently introduced new rules about the illicit use of actors, which maybe features slightly into more recent things like Rogue One. Mm-hmm. With um, yeah. obviously with uh, in that film, and uh, again, not to delve into the Rogue One discussions, oh, we we just can't keep doing
2: this. Do no, know. Every, oh,
0: time
3: every time pa- I'm on the podcast, yeah. I feel like we talk about yeah. Peter Cushing in Rogue One.
0: Yeah, that yeah. they use Peter Cushing's likeness, but they got permission from um, the estate from of- the estate oh, of Peter, okay. Cushing. Peter Cushing. Yeah, mm. um, which, regardless of whether or not you think it's a good idea, it there wasn't. are there are rules in place which yeah. affect. If you can or cannot do that, yeah. and there are lots of you know longevity clauses and lots of different mm. actors' contracts now, so oh, sure. this was quite important in setting a lot of that up. Yeah. So there, that's mm. that's why there's no Crispin.
2: Interesting. Yeah. I didn't realise he settled though. For some reason, I thought I, th- I thought obviously, him, I, obviously that's not what happened. But him, I thought what happened is he won the court case, and that's why all those rules got put in place. But obviously. He, they just did that of their own.
0: He probably would have won the court case, which is why yeah, they settled yeah, out. Yeah, totally. But I, yeah. I thought
2: it was his winning the court case that yeah. then meant all those new rules got put in place. But hmm. obviously not. Yeah, just
3: uh,
0: maybe he did win the court case, and Bob Gale went in back in time <laughs> and made him settle. Oh. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, he could have just gone back in time and cast someone else, but no, he went back in time yeah. and settled. Uh, first film appearance by Elijah Wood.
2: Yeah.
3: Uh, who
0: was one of the two cute little boys in the cafe 80s. Um, Like a
2: baby's toy.
0: Yeah. Um, And um, amazingly, looks exactly the same. He doesn't look like he's aged from six years old whatsoever. Uh, During uh, filming of the cut sequence where the McFly family gathers around the table in 2015, uh, because they did do a family dinner sequence that was like the first film, um, there was an earthquake. And obviously you know an earthquake happens yeah. uh, they were worried about the fact that all the props would have been changed and moved around mm. uh, and they had to stay exactly where they are cuz Michael J Fox is playing three characters in that yeah. film cuz he's yeah. playing both of his kids as well as his older self yeah um so that scene ended up just being cut but then when they reviewed the footage the earthquake had not moved anything and they couldn't believe it because yeah it's an earthquake yeah. Yeah. nothing moved uh so yeah
1: That is amazing. Mm.
0: But kind of annoying. You'd be
2: like, ah, damn it. Yeah. (laughs) Could have done more with it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, Carl Sagan considers this film to be the greatest time travel movie ever made. He praised the accuracy in handling the multiple timelines as they would potentially really happen Mm -hmm. if time travel were possible. Uh, In Back to the Future, the video game, uh, Carl Sagan is an alias
2: used by Doc Brown when Doc Brown goes back to the 1930s. (laughs) So
0: nice, yeah. Nice little cool. nod
2: to Mr. Sagan. Yeah, well, I feel a bit vindicated then as well. Not that anyone was doubting me, but I just, I,
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: but mm. I like thinking that this was a very clever film. Mm. If Carl Sagan can put his his uh, stamp of approval on it, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so
0: this film was filmed at the same time as Back to the Future, uh, Future? Back to the Future Part Three. Uh, It was claimed at the time that in the four years since Back to the Future was made, Michael J. Fox had forgotten how to ride a skateboard because obviously when they were doing the hoverboard sequence, (laughs) it's a skateboard with stuff edited. Um, It actually turned out to be an early symptom of his Parkinson's disease. Because uh, he was diagnosed with Parkinson's in '91. What? Um,
3: right. Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah. Obviously, he just thought, "Oh man, I've just I'm really bad at skateboarding because I've not done it for four yeah. years." But no, he you don't tend to lose motor skills. It's like riding yeah. a bike. Yeah. The saying is, "You don't forget how to ride a bike," mm. unless you have motor neuron disease. That's the full saying. Um, and yeah, it turned out that that was potentially an early warning sign. Wow. Which is kind of interesting, but also sad at the same yeah. time. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's. That is something that happened. Uh, Robert Zemeckis and Bob Gale have admitted on the DVD commentary that they were originally not interested in doing a sequel to Back to the Future and that the open ending of the first film was meant to be kind of a joke. Just like, you know, it's your kids! Yeah, It was just yeah. a, a punchline. Um, but obviously when plans were then made for a sequel, they chose to remain involved in the continuation uh, and extended the film to two sequels mm. and then obviously had to fix everything so that they could have Marty and jennifer at the start of the film and then quickly get rid of jennifer because she's not the main character it's meant yeah. to be just Marty and doc um yeah mm. so there you go according to michael j fox he found out there was going to be a sequel to back to the future when he watched the vhs version and the words to be continued were added to the end <laughs> he uh, called his agent to find out and they confirmed oh yeah they're planning a sequel they just hadn't told him yet
1: <laughs> oh my god <laughs>
0: Like, I really just like the fact anyone that bought a VHS of it when it first came out probably knew before Marty, yeah, before Michael yeah. J. Fox. <laughs> um, to commemorate the film in 2015, USA Today changed their masthead to the futuristic logo featured in this film and reissued the front pe- the front page featuring Marty Jr. getting re- um, arrested,
3: which is a nice touch.
0: Nike also developed real-world versions of the self-tying sneakers um, and sold... They were like a limited edition thing and sold I remember them... remember that. Yeah, they sold yeah, them yeah. with all the proceeds going to Michael J. Fox's Parkinson's Foundation, oh, which is lovely. a nice touch. Yeah. And Pepsi even made the Pepsi Perfect uh, mm. bottles and released them for $20.15. <laughs> wow. As opposed to the $45 they cost. So I guess soft drink price inflation didn't go up as much as they thought. No. $100 to save the clock tower, sir? Yeah. Um, The tagline for Jaws 19 is this time it's really, really personal. Um, (laughs) On the marquee, the name of the director is Max Spielberg, which is Steven Spielberg's son. Oh. Who was born in 1985, whilst uh, around the time the first film was released?
1: Oh, yeah, Yeah. that's a little cute. Yeah,
0: so there you go. I look forward. Well, well, I was going to say I look forward to it. It's already three years past. Yeah, where's my Jaws 19? Damn it! (laughs) I mean, we've only got four, don't we? Jaws movies. Uh, Yeah, maybe actually got a fair few (laughs) Maybe it's for the best, actually. Yeah. Uh, The soda menu at Cafe 80s lists four types of Pepsi: Original, Diet, Max, and Perfect. Pepsi Max didn't exist until 1993. Oh, what a horrible timeline! They they
2: predicted Pepsi Max there, which is pretty great. That's pretty great. It's good. Mm-hmm. I, I I I basically live off Pepsi Max, so mm-hmm. yeah, I can appreciate Back to so the Future too for that. To
1: run Pepsi. You're it like, That's a good idea. Maybe. Maybe one of them just went. A idea. Max.
0: Yeah. Okay. You know. What? Yeah. We'll write that down. Yeah. We gotta make. We gotta try and make as much as this film happen as possible. Because yeah. then Pepsi might be pertinent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um two of the tv shows that were featured on television screens inside the cafe 80s were family ties and taxi which were the tv shows that starred michael j fox and christopher lloyd uh flea from the red hot chili peppers is in this film is he yeah he's an extra um he was touring at the same time as filming so he he basically did all of his stuff in one day And he didn't really sleep. I think he slept for like two hours, according to this. So he flew from where they were doing the tour, did his day of filming, and then flew back. Uh, Flea said that much of the time was a blur, save for having lost a sweater his grandmother knitted for him while shooting the scenes. Um... And he hasn't seen any of the other films in the trilogy. He's just seen the one he's in.
2: <laughs> of course. <laughs> Go for it.
0: In the 2015 uh, sequence when they're in Hill Valley, Hill Valley, there are several cars from other science fiction movies. There's a spinner from Blade Runner and the star car from The Last Starfighter. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, come on. Last Starfighter is pretty, pretty swish. Yeah. So, um, And they also modified some Fords with a load of pipes and just yeah. had them driving around, <laughs> which was kind of great. And finally, Mr. Strickland's office placard identifies him as S.S. Strickland While it has been speculated that it stands for School Superintendent A photo album included in a deluxe edition of the Back to the Future game Reveals that his name is Stanford S. Strickland So he's Stanford Strickland It's the driest name in the world And he was born in 1925 So there you go So, let's score the film And Claire, as you're the first-time viewer, you get to go first. What score does Back to the Future Part 2 get out of 10?
1: Well, it wasn't as good as the first one, so I'd probably give it 8 Calvin Kleins out of
0: 8 out of 8? or 8, eight out, of, out of 10 That's okay <laughs> For a second I thought you've changed the whole scoring system <laughs> oh, no Okay, 8 Now that's I, I think
2: that's uh, pretty reasonable um, Patrick, what would you give it? I'm going to give it um, 7 It's still good But it's It's. I don't think it's great It's still very enjoyable though So it's slightly above average um, 7 biofuel banana peels mm. Out of 10
3: Yeah
0: I, I think to be honest It's it's still a very enjoyable film, but I think when we, having watched it so close to the first film, mm. it doesn't stack up as its own independent film and it, it's tricky because obviously we're reviewing these films on an individual basis it's hard not to review this film it's basically impossible to review this film't you can't, it can't exist mm. on its own yeah. yeah so in a way really it should get naught for that but in re- realistically it's it's an entertaining part of mm. a collection and I would probably give it eight um mentions of Pepsi products <laughs> out of 10 Drink Pepsi. Uh, but that is all for this week. Uh, Claire, you'll be back next week for our third and final trip. I'm excited. The, mm, so, yeah, we're
1: going to 1885.
0: Yeah, we're going to
1: the Wild West. Yes. With the Cowboys.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, uh, we look forward to doing that. And, Patrick, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Steve.
2: Always a pleasure.
0: And uh, for those of you listening at home, thank you very much for listening. If you would like to find out more information, you, we... Not you. I presume you can be found there as well, because everyone's on Facebook. Um, We can be found there as well. Just search for us. Just search for the Cinema Catch-Up Club. Join the page. Give us a like. And uh, you can see some of the other films we've done. The other 51 films at this stage that have been reviewed as part of this series. We are also on Patreon. Uh, Go to www.patreon.com forward slash ccucpodcast for... A couple of extra... extra is a new word. A couple of extra lovely bonus features. Um, this film was uh, in part selected by our wonderful patrons, and thank you to them for their excellent suggestions. And there's also a little bit of bonus content available there as well, so uh, check that out. And, as always, we are available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and any other podcasting or podcatching service that you use. But uh, that is all for this week, so until next time...